Hey guys, it's Wild Card Week. We got two NFL episodes coming at you. Um, this first one is going to be about coach firings um, and some talk heading into NFL playoffs, a little season recap, some news and notes. Guys, I'm Bob Smigley and you're watching ID Sports. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. It is ID Sports and we had a little idea. We want to kick off the show today talking about the, the biggest or the most shocking moment of 2019. Steve, I know this was kind of your little pet project this week. Throw one out there. What is your biggest surprise of the 2019 season? Looking back, because it is all in the books now. We're into playoffs. Oh, man. Um, and I, it's, it's really a toss-up between the AB fiasco and whether or not Tom Brady's in decline. Um, and I'm going to go with the AB fiasco because let, let's, let's just be frank. Like the writing was really on the wall back in the Super Bowl week that something was going up with AB, you know, and when it really was revealed that it probably wasn't an injury that, that, that kept, that him, kept out him out of the, with the week 17 matchup, right? Right. Right before yeah. the playoffs last year for, for those of you who, who are joining us. We're talking about uh, our biggest moment of 2019 and Antonio Brown has definitely got to be one of them. One of, one of the top three wide receiver picks uh, every single year. And this year he decided basically on his own terms, not, not to play football. Basically. Um, what, what's one, what's one of yours, Bob? So when I was looking at this, um, we, we have like a little document. We have, we have a couple, I think it's got to be the Andrew Luck retirement yeah, because this this Colt squad this Colt squad was was one that I thought for sure for sure what was headed to the playoffs. Um, Marlon Mack ended the season strong. Then then you had Luck. T. Y. Hilton has just been balling his whole career. Um, when I looked at this team, they have the offensive line. They have the complete set of weapons, tight ends that can do everything. Um, the playbook. The sets to run those two tight end sets, and, and that helps with the run game. It just was the total package. Um, Andrew Luck, I feel like the Colts organization has kind of lied about his fitness throughout his career. Um, you remember a couple of years ago where he was going to be ready, going to be ready, going to be ready, and he, he didn't play. Um, that kind of happened mm-hmm. again this offseason. He was going to be ready. He had a ankle injury, Andrew Luck, and he just never got better. Um, gave a retirement speech uh, well before his time. And uh, yeah, that that for me was, was was the biggest shock. Now Antonio Brown has got to be up there too. Um, and we, we do want to move on and talk a little about Brady uh, being a, a, a little bit ineffective. Alex, do you have anything to uh, add on either one of these uh, topics so far? Uh, you know, Andrew Luck. I think nobody saw that coming. That's why it's the biggest shock of the year. I mean, you know, the cornerstone, one of the cornerstone players of the last few years in the NFL, stand-up guy. I didn't think anyone saw him retiring. Hit the Colts real hard out of nowhere. And I don't think they're really happy with Jacoby Brissett, the replacement. I mean, I think they want to go out and got somebody else that knew Luck was going to retire like that quickly. Uh, I think that was the biggest story to you this year. Andrew Luck, I agree with you on that. Now, over the first six weeks of the season, they they were kind of happy with Brissett when, when he was he was out there balling out. And then, you know, through this season, we get a bigger sample size, and it turns out he might not be the guy. Colts definitely will be looking to uh, maybe draft a quarterback a little, a little a decade earlier than than maybe they had anticipated. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it, the reports came out. Reports came out. I think midweek fifteen that that the Colts are most likely going to be in the quarterback market. So, so the so when I look when I started getting the free agent list out, I'll I'll give you some thoughts on who I think would be 
probably suitable for the Colts offense. Absolutely. Now we're going to save Brady because we can talk about him because he's still playing football. So, so we're going to save that for, for, for our next show, but there are still two topics that we, uh, we threw down here. One is, uh, the Browns still being bad at football. The Browns are still bad at football. And that, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but you know, that's basically why the Browns cleaned house. Yeah. Um, for sure. A lot of people thought Odell Beckham Jr. was going to be the difference maker, um, which I, I kind of have to say, I, I pat myself on the back. I threw out a couple warning shots on that one. Um, because remember, he played with Eli Manning, put up great stats, and he did not help them win football games. Yeah. So, so you, you got to look at, at at the type of player he is. Um, back with his uh, Louisiana uh, teammate, that great wide receiver tandem of uh, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., and Baker Mayfield just can't get it done. And and we're gonna touch on that again in a second. Um, but Sir Alex, I know we talked about this a little bit. My defining moment, one of my shocks. In the biggest moment of 2019, if you live in New England, happened in week 17 when the Dolphins, led by a little bit last bit of Fitzmagic, beat the Pats in week 17. I, I wonder which I-80 analyst picked the Finns to win week 17. You did. You did. I have to say. <laughs> that doesn't help you in the long run because I still beat you by like 60 picks this year. And? Sorry, like six, six, <laughs> six, 16. 16. Um, but... Yeah, how big was that moment? I mean, not only was that a shock, but I said going into the show last week that if Pat Patriots could could get that first round by, they were gonna win the second game and and be headed to to another championship game. Now it's a lot different scenario. Now they need to win yeah. an extra game. Um, they're playing Tennessee the this week, and they're gonna be on the road after this, most likely. Yeah, so so they get one home game at Gillette against Tennessee, and then then it's gonna be on the road. Um, that changes things drastically. Now, how big is that game, and how how much? You know, I already heard uh, Vikings were in. Where was it? Vikings. Someone was inviting uh, Fitzpatrick to go and uh, do their opening uh, celebration with their team. Did, did you catch that story? I did not. I am very interested to hear about that. Oh, look at me! I'm. I. I don't know what you're talking. About. I. I he, he wasn't. Oh man! I. I gotta look it up. Um, Fitzmagic was invited by <laughs> Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic was invited by one of the playoff teams. I thought it was the Vikings to blow the horn before their playoff game because they were so excited that they beat <laughs> that he beat Tom Brady. Fans were like petitioning. I don't know. Steve's looking uh, it up now. I mean, yeah, Vikings. Yeah, it can't be Vikings are uh on the road this week. Uh, it's you know there's, there's no horn well, to be blown. Oh man, I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look. I I don't know off the top of my head, but it, but it was definitely one of those teams. Um. That's really funny, but yeah, I, I think that that one game against a division rival, against a very poor team, sealed the, this Patriots team's fate for this season, and, and, and you know, that's a way for, you know, Belichick and Brady to go out, losing to Dolphins, and now now their playoffs are, are, are in jeopardy. Just... Hey, the Dolphins played the Patriots tough years past. You remember the, the Hail Mary having Gronkowski, Gronkowski in the back, what was that, last year, and they lost, they beat them too, I do believe that was last year, yeah. and then Gronkowski playing defense on the Hail Mary. The, the Patriots had problems with the Dolphins. Just this game just meant a lot more to the Patriots, and they dropped it. I mean, you know, look at Brady. Edelman's all banged up, bad shoulder, bad knee. All his other receivers are questionable at best. You know, well, offensive line isn't as good as they used to be. Surpri- He's a little slower. You know, it, yeah, yeah, for sure. Cracks of the foundation. We could all see it. The error is, is anything. This year, you know, any day now, it's all over. He cracks in the foundation right now, and you feel. And, and Brady can only do so much with what he has out there. It's not an excuse. It's just how it is. As Sir Alex always tells us in our uh, soccer podcast, Father Time is undefeated. 
you can't be father time. And right now he's laughing. And, you know, Brady's barely holding on. He's holding on by a pinky. He's got I mean, his again, hand up. Is that because he found some information? Um, I Okay, so um, Chiefs announcer Mitch Holtis said that he invited Ryan Fitzpatrick to join him um, on the weekly Chiefs Kingdom radio show. And that... Um, and that almost, and that over a thousand Kansas City Chief fans donated to Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick's um, concussion charity um, after the um, after the Chief after the after they beat the Patriots, yeah, beat the yeah, Patriots. Yeah, 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 and and locked it in. I, I heard maybe what do they do? They they do some pregames that I believe they they were you know uh, banter about inviting him to for sure. Now Black Monday happened. Then. Day after uh, week 17, and there were a couple of interesting firings. Some, well, I don't think any of them were a surprise. Mm. Freddie Kitchen certainly was not a surprise. Um, <laughs> fired from Cleveland Browns I, after you a know, you very know, disappointing season. I, it, was, it was a little surprising for me. No, absolutely. For me, because I, I, you know, Haslam looks like that he, finally, he was finally ready to have some stability. I didn't think that he would want to one and done um, a coach again. But not only did he one and done Freddie Kitchens, but he also let go of the GM. GM, yeah, all so. the coordinate. Like, like there is no one from that coaching staff returning, and for good reason. I mean, Freddie Kitchens was basically hired because Baker wanted him to be the new head coach. Um, you know, he started out as the quarterbacks coach there, um, and uh, you can't let a rookie quarterback pick your head coach and then watch the rookie quarterback. Uh, I have a terrible season. Uh, Browns went 6-10 and 10 under, under Baker Mayfield, and you feel like at all of Baker Mayfield's stats, completion percentage down from 63-8 to 59-4. That's four and a half points. That's four and a half points down. Yeah, you, you know, to, to, for Baker Mayfield, though, you see him every week on that commercial, on the insurance commercial, fixing toilets at the Cleveland Stadium. I mean, he's a, he's a commercial star. I mean, that's, that's what he is. He's a me-first player, just like Odell Beckham is. These guys make it about themselves. They want to be on television. But when it's, the actual game happens, these guys can't win an important game. Odell Beckham's never won a playoff game as a giant, and now he's zero as Cleveland Browns. And, you know, losing breeds losing, and that's what they are. These guys are real NFL winners so far in their careers. But, but you know, they make it about themselves, and this is what happens. I want to know what Odell yeah. Beckham Jr.'s uh, uh, record as a player is since they took those boat pictures. Do you remember that like two years ago? They, they took those boat pictures. Yeah, the Giants were immediately eliminated. It was like three years ago, the last time the Giants were in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and they I, had a first round bye. Remember, they had a first round bye. They didn't win a playoff game and they lost, but he came back off the boat. Trip. Yeah, absolutely. Zero playoff um, wins as a special player. Um, I think Mina Kimes on ESPN said it best. The Browns just need an adult in the room because Freddie Kitchens was clearly not that adult. Well, I mean, Baker on. Mayfield's friend. And and not oh, only I, that, but but you know, but you know, look at the situation terribly. I thought kitchen with the the t-shirt afterwards support. You can't. I know the guys on your team, but swinging a helmet trying to hit the guy in the head, and then having that they had that team t-shirt about Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who are uh, following a little bit behind. <laughs> Do you ever think Belichick would do something like that or Andy no, Reid? No, no, certainly, no, certainly, certainly not. That's why, that's why this guy is a coach. Stop work. He's not ready to be an NFL coach. That's why the GM is gone because he picked this guy. He listened to Baker Mayfield. For, for those who missed it, some of the earlier Browns drama involved uh, defensive end Jason Garrett who took his helmet off and uh, hit someone with it. Miles um, Garrett. Miles, Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Miles Garrett. Who did I say? Oh, I'm you well because he's next up on the dock, Jason. Garrett. We're going to talk about him later. Um, and and that kind of led to to a kind of a 
bumped by this team. Um, just, just to continue on with Summer Baker's stats, he had 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions his rookie year in, in only uh, 13 games played. Um, this year, 21 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. Someone's got to stop hosting parties and uh, watch some film. Okay, so we can move on. Uh, Giants, um, they're keeping GM Gettleman and firing Coach Shermer. Um, Shermer went 9 for 23 over two seasons at the helm in New York, which brings his career total to a whopping 19 and 46. And um, an interesting thing that when I was watching what I could of Black Monday on the NFL Network, Kimberly Jones, he was really talking about how people were surprised that they were going to keep Gettleman because they really, a lot of people in the building thought that, you know, Gettleman was going to go as well as Schumer. So that that's something that I would keep an eye out for. Just saying. It is. Know? However, I, I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of the choices Gettleman's made. I mean, he got rid of OBJ who had another terrible season. His draft picks have been good, right? Oh, oh well, Bob, let me ask you, but you like the Nate Solder signing? That money? I would have. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say with offensive line how how bad, how much worse they would be without him. And you like the draft picks you gave up for Leonard Williams to the Jets? He's not going to resign with you. Yeah. So well, that's that's, that's two big errors right there by Gettleman, in my opinion. I mean, they're uh, glaring errors. I don't think I don't think they gave up much for the um. Just waste the third round pick for nothing. Laird Williams is not, you're not a playoff team. What are you getting him for? He's not going to resign for you. He just gave away a third round pick. You gave it away for a guy that the, the Giants won. They won three games at, uh, at the, out of the last eight. That's the reason yeah. you get Laird Williams? I mean, really? Well, I mean, it, at least it's not a first round pick. Would you rather have your third round pick on offensive line or protect David Jones and the Brigham Hall for Saquon Barkley? Or are you not going to have it? Yeah, but you just also said like a bunch of really good names that he's brought in. He is responsible for drafting Daniel Jones. He is responsible for drafting uh, Saquon Barkley. Look at Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence has been very good for most of the season. Absolutely. But your secondary isn't really that good. The draft was a miss on that, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they did have and, a fifth-round selection you know, guy shot. Um, and I think, that, I think that's less to be known. We knew their secondary was going to be poor, but he did bring in uh, Bethay. He did bring in Jabril Peppers. I mean, it's, it's not like there's a lack of talent there. Uh, you know, he, it's not like, you know, he, he hit on, you know, Saquon Barkley with the camp miss. Daniel Jones, everyone killed him for Daniel. And looks like he did. That, I think that's the reason he kept the job because Daniel Jones stands out. Absolutely. Now, that's a great point, and I do want to uh, jump into that a little bit because I think uh, Gettleman and Daniel Jones' careers are kind of forever tied together. Um, Daniel Jones, 12 starts as a rookie this season, 3-9 record as a starter, 61 completion percentage, uh, 3,027 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. So he's right about that uh, uh, you know, du- double mark there, which is good. Um, 38 sacks, including 18 fumbles. That's the problem. Yeah, that's a problem. That's that's what he really needs to improve on in this offseason because, you know, that that was I'm sorry. That's just that's just that's too many. That's (laughs) unprofessional. It's unprofessional of a professional. Yeah, 12 games, 38 sacks. That's more than three sacks a game. And that's also more than a fumble a game. I think that that is really like if you're throwing interceptions, that's one thing. I think fumbles are the easiest thing to clean up. Um and and but, really, but, if that gets cleaned he, up, Steve, he, he this team was games. this team had a lot of close games. Now, even if the scoreline shows a blowout, this team was in 
80% of their games until the third, fourth quarter. But that's where the money's made. That's where the money's made. It that's is, and, and, and we could know. see, I, I could see this being a quick turnover, one of those teams that uh, is really, really bad and then know. immediately gets get, gets good. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I don't know. They, uh, they need a they need... You don't need to know, I'm telling you. Better, they need somebody better than Golden Tate at wide receiver. I really hope that um, Slayton does well. You need numerous offensive linemen. Numerous. Mm-hmm. I just one isn't going to make it. Numerous. But me, me as an outsider, the Giants need pass rush help, an offensive lineman, and secondary. <laughs> and, a, and a number one receiver. That's a lot to ask for in an offseason here. That is. That is. And it was a lot to ask for last year, too. I mean, like, this team was really, really bad. Going to this season, this was probably their worst roster on paper in the NFL. I mean, and, you had and, can you say this today that this is the worst roster in the NFL? No, it's much, yeah. much better. Yeah, I uh, no, no, it's not the worst roster. Exactly. Okay, um, we got to move on. We got to move on because we, we, we are in a New York-centric uh, uh, atmosphere obvious. anyway, and we got to move on. Um, Ron Rivera was fired earlier um, by the Panthers and picked up by the Redskins. Um, looks like Redskins were another one of those teams to, to clear house. Bruce Allen out as their GM, Gruden out as their coach, and they bring in Ron Rivera, who has a 76-63 and 63 record as a head coach of the Panthers. Um, again, when we talk about, you know, GMs and coaches tied to quarterbacks, tied to players, is his fate tied to the fate of Cam Newton? That's really what I want to know. If we look at Ron Rivera, he has a lot of winning seasons. I think they made four um, uh, playoffs four times, Super Bowl once out of his nine seasons there. And it seems like, you know, the three years that Cam Newton was was hurt were, were his three, you know, worst losing seasons. You have a new um, GM for the Panthers. You have a, a new coach, a new owner. We got to bring it up again. I know we're going to talk about it a lot during the summer. Um, let, let's get Alex's take on this. Cam Newton, in or out for Carolina? Oh, he's definitely out. They're not. He's not coming back. Uh, I, I, can, I can see the Colts or something like that uh, looking at him or something like that. But they got a new coach, new GM. They're going to they're gonna look into this new, the Lamar Jacksons, Russell Wilson, the league, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Kyle Murray, that's the new way the style is uh, football is going. I guarantee that's the direction they're going to be looking forward to, either with the draft or something like that. I think that's the way they're going to go. This is, the, this is the draft no, class. But it's also, it's also a prime example of, you know, because Cam Newton really started this new wave. Uh, he exactly. was doing what Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray were doing before Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray were even in college. So, you know, look at how hurt he's. Look, I, I, I've, I keep on saying it. I really don't think the Panthers will let Cam Newton go because because they have too high a draft pick. Wait, actually no, I think they dropped to the five. I think they dropped to five, didn't they? So maybe so they might be in the market for a quarterback. I mean, this I is know. the year. There are quarterbacks this year. This is the year if you want a quarterback to go out and get one for sure. Well, now, and with the salary cap situation, you're going to pay the quarterback a lot less by letting him walk. I think. Yeah, I think. I think. His his contract is like nineteen million dollars. Nineteen million dollars right now is a bargain. I know, but if you could draft a kid in a first round pick, you'd be paying him two million dollars a year. Now you got seventeen million to play with on offensive line, whatever other. Absolutely, uh, I think I said at the beginning of last season, Mahomes was the second highest paid uh, quarterback on his team. What what thing about Ron Rivera and Carolina Panthers that a lot of people seem to forget? Carolina Panthers defense has been really, really good the last, you know, when during the Rivera administration. I mean, they're not Luke Peekley in 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 the 
in the middle has been really good. David, it's not just Cam Newton. He's tied to Cam Newton. Ron Rivera knows defense. He also brings, I think he's been back to Rio's defensive quarter in Washington. I guarantee next to Washington Redskins defense is going to be a lot better than you saw on the field. Just on that alone. Absolutely. And and uh, to, to bring it back, yes, Patrick Mahomes is only now making more money than Chad Henney. So if, they, if that gives you an idea of how, how contracts are structured for those guys. And um, Ron Rivera does inherit a Redskins squad that got Dwayne Haskins. I mean, he coached Cam Newton. I mean, that's got to be something that, that they yeah, thought of when they were looking at a, at a new head coach. Dwayne Haskins is a pocket Wayne yeah. Haskins is a pocket quarterback. Cam Newton's a running quarterback. Two yeah. different styles. Haskins doesn't run exactly right. And again, uh, you don't know if he's uh, in love with Haskins yet. He may not be. He will. Yeah. Everyone loves Ron Rivera. Come know. on. You never know. I mean, you don't know. How, sometimes the coach doesn't like a guy, and that's it. That's just how it is. One of the confusing stories of this uh, Black Monday was Jason Garrett, who held a team meeting to say goodbye to his friends, um, went in meetings with Jerry Jones and did not lose his job. They are continuing meetings throughout this week. Everyone kind of have a, has a cryptic feeling about it, but they're just not pulling the string. So right now, Jason Garrett is still the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and Pat Werner um, did about seven hours ago. Um, as Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett resume their series of meetings, I could tell you this. People inside the building have begun to wonder if Garrett is going to have a role with the Cowboys in 2020, whether as head coach or in another capacity. He's going to be a cheerleader just because he claps his hands on the sideline. That's what he's going to get. He's going to be the number <laughs> one cheerleader clapping his hands, smacking a clipboard. Um, I He's got to be out. Alex? I don't understand how he's not fired after he's the regular season. But this is, the, this is Jerry Jones. This is the Dallas Cowboys. He groomed, he groomed Jason Garrett to be the coach. He groomed him. He wants control of the coach. He is not going to have a guy come in with a big personality that wants control and draft and all this. It is not going to happen. And if the rumors are true that he wants to bring in Urban Meyer, he definitely won't have control over Urban Meyer. It, it happened once with Bill Parcells and the, the Cowboys were crap. They started getting better. Then he got involved and the Parcells walked away. He's like, I'm not dealing with you. You know, that Jerry Jones has to have to. Absolutely. I actually. I think that's why right now the, the circus that it is, you know, he's waiting, waiting, not knowing what to do. Maybe he's waiting. Maybe there's a coach he's looking for that's going to lose in the first round. He wants to, to hire. It's going to get fired. Who yeah. knows? Is Jerry Jones making the, the story bigger than it should be. Jerry's going to be gone. Now, the question is whether he keeps him in some kind of scouting or GM or front office bullshit position because you know he groomed him into this position he's a yeah. cowboy a cowboy player but he's not gonna just throw him to the, he's gonna give him some kind of job somewhere in the cowboy jerry jones does not want another super bowl he wants another super bowl given to him by jason garrett um part of yeah. me as a giants fan really want like it's not gonna happen jason garrett coaching cowboys will never be a super bowl champion i would love to I see him i would not want him i would love him. to see him get fired go to giants and win a super bowl I mean, how mad would Jerry Jones be? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't... You're you're saying that you you're saying that you would want Jason Garrett? No, 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 no. I would not. Like, like I mean, just like theoretically, like if that were to happen, that'd be like to, the ultimate. I was about uh, to say, like, I don't think Jason Garrett's a bad guy, but he is definitely the prime meridian of coaches. Like, not too good, but not too bad. Not sure that's what that word means, but okay, we got to move on. Got to head over now to talk a little bit about the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are going to give Doug Marone another season. He's now uh, 
22 and 28 in his time with Jacksonville Jaguars, including that 10 and 6 season, which led them um, one game away from a Super Bowl entrance. Um, last two seasons were 5 and 11, 6 and 10. Certainly disappointing from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, but, you know, I don't think that Doug Marone is a bad coach um, because when I, I believe he was with the Buffalo Bills for a while. Um, and he, and he almost had the Buffalo Bills as a playoff team. Look, I, 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 I'm one of those people who is always going to have respect for Tom Coughlin, but I feel like Tom Coughlin and his ways just really, you know, cause really rubbed players and the front office the wrong way because there were multiple, multiple reports that Coughlin was trying to find players for not attending voluntary workouts, which is against the union. Yes. Um, there's all there were all these other things that were talked about how Tom Coughlin violated the CBA and stuff like that really rubs players the wrong He's way. He's absolutely and an old school coach. He is definitely and, an old school coach. Jalen Ramsey took off. He wanted out since last year. And and Shad Khan Shad Khan wanted to keep Jalen Ramsey and. Um, I think I, I really think that Tom Coughlin's fate was sealed when the when when he traded away Jalen Ramsey. Well, I think I think that bigger problem was giving Nick Foles eighty eight million dollars and seeing what he did on the field. I think yeah, that that, that, that to me is, is the that, real that, one. It's that, the it's that, the that, Foles. That's a major problem right there. And then getting yeah. outplayed by Minshew. I mean, six round pick. Yeah, six round pick. I'm all about paying for information, but that price tag for that information was a little too high. And, you know, somebody's got to go if you're going to give Nick Foles 88 million. He plays like that. Somebody got to go. I mean, that's yeah. just how it is. I mean, I... Somebody got to go, whether the player or the GM. Somebody got to go. And it's harder. It's easier to get rid of the GM than get rid of that contract. That is for that. sure. But who knows? There are a lot of teams out there looking for quarterbacks. I feel this is a cyclical thing. Every couple of years, there, there's a huge influx and a huge outflux of some players. And I feel like we're on that nexus right now, seeing a lot of. Uh, Coaching changes, seen a lot of quarterback changes, and a lot of uh, great new players. If, if you guys watch Bowl Week, uh, NFL is not going to be uh, short on talent next season. Um, well, All right, guys. No, you, look, you look at the LSU team. I mean, <laughs> like 10 guys are NFL ready right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, crazy. For sure. Um, guys, it is week. No more numbers. No more numbers. It is, uh, what do you call that? Wild card weekend? Is that what we call it? That That's is, what I'm calling it. That is exactly it's wild card weekend. This usually, is... usually I'll be real excited about this weekend. You know, playoffs, exciting. Especially when your team gets in. You, know, you feel you feel like you feel, you know, beat your chest to look my team's in the playoffs. But not when you're going at New Orleans. No, no. Alex is a Vikings fan for those of you who who did not. And and that's gonna be our next show. So when you're done watching this, maybe give it give it give it an hour. Um once everything's uploaded, you can go right to our next show, which is going to be playoff predictions for the wild card weekend guys Bob this is i80 sports